We're live back on the football card quest. Welcome or welcome back to where we talk everything football cards, collecting, investing. Happy to be back on the airwaves with you guys. Made it through Hurricane Ian. Thoughts and prayers out to all the other Floridians in South Florida that got seriously affected by the storm that turned south kind of at the at the last minute, so to speak. But um, man, I'm out of the dungeon, you know, boards off the windows. So really, really happy to be getting back on the quest and talking about some football and football card content with you guys. Good morning, Derek. Yo, Andrew Perry. What's good, man? Good morning, Mark Speltz. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Super happy to be back. I uh, got uh, a few questions in our Discord, uh, plus over on the YouTube channel. I want to talk about this morning uh, the differences, uh, monetarily speaking, financial differences between an actual uh, manufactured autograph on a card versus an an after um, aftermarket autograph. I guess you should you could say like where a player just signs a card randomly at an event or, or at a practice, something like that. So we're going to talk about that. Also, of course, I want to talk a little bit about last night's game and some analysis from that. And want to talk about what to do when you pick a guy that you want to hone in on and invest in, um, specifically, you know, talking about buying multiples and which sets, cards, that kind of thing. So I want to talk about, you know, touch on what the best sets are, in my opinion, uh, whenever you're looking to do that on more common cards. So, or just like something in the middle of, you know, it's not a super rare gold numbered out of 10 uh, kind of card, and it's not a super common card. It's not a base Donruss rated rookies. Find something in the middle, kind of a sweet spot for a lot of us. So I want to talk about that. If you got any other questions, drop them in the live chat here. Let's run the bumper. Uh, let's, let's get everybody going here today, man. I feel like we need it. All right. So Curtis uh, coming out to appreciate that blaster. Brandon, welcome in. Good morning to you, Curtis. Uh, yeah, all is well here in Tampa. Not not in, in, in the entire state. A lot of people still without power. Still a lot of people without power. But do what? Well, how do I think Tyreek and Waddle prices will do if Tua is out for a while? Um, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see how much time Tua does miss. You know, obviously the big storyline was that uh, nasty concussion that he took, and I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor, uh, so I can just share with you my observation from what I noticed on Sunday. Uh, the, the concussion that he clearly took on Sunday, and now the one that he took last night is that, you know. Some people get concussions easier than others. You know, there, there's where you get that saying that they, they have a hard head, right? Uh, Tua does not have a hard head. He takes a concussion pretty easy. You can tell that from, you know, that the, the hit that he took last Sunday for a lot of pl football players would not have given them a concussion. You know, it was almost like he, got, he hit the ground without a helmet on. You know, uh, it doesn't seem like the helmet's doing anything for the back of his head. We hit, he hit the ground and clearly took a concussion last Sunday. If technically on that short of a week following the, the NFL concussion protocol, he would not have been playing last night. But of course, you know, they manipulated that, rushed him back to the locker room, said it was a back spasm, ankle, whatever um, that that caused that. And so he was then back out there again last night, took another hit that for a lot of guys would not have given him a concussion. When you watch the slow-mo, like, Yes, his back of his head did hit the ground, but not violently, not violently, right? I mean, he was whipped down, his back hit first, and then and then his neck and his head, so definitely was some whiplash there, and, and apparently he'd left the hospital this morning in a neck brace, um, so I'm not sure if there's some additional, like, cover-up work that the Dolphins are doing there. Of course, you hate to see it. Um, and, it, and it's unfortunate, and hopefully Tua uh, pulls through, everything's fine. Uh, apparently, he already has full control over his all his extremities and everything like that. But, I mean, this looks like this could, I mean, I hate to say this, but 
this could lead to a short career for Tua if he gets concussions that easily. We already knew he was kind of fragile um, just with the, the litmus of different injuries that he's kind of taken pretty easily um, since being a rookie and, and even before that. And, and now he's taking concussions really easily. And these two back-to-back definitely were no bueno for him, man. So this is going to be an interesting market here in the foreseeable future. You saw, you know, the one thing that you did see on display when he was playing, the clear um, inability to really stretch the field, right? He is totally limited on how far he can throw the ball. I mean, he tried to throw the ball as far as he could, and Tyreek still had to stop and come back to it. And you know, wasn't able to catch it. And so that was a, a, a obvious and clear limitation into his game. We know he's very accurate, short and intermediate. Um, and that's a lot of what Mike McDaniels has schemed them to do. Uh, that's what they've been doing, man. They've been doing it really well with, when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Now comes in Teddy Bridgewater. And at first, you know, it uh, it worked out pretty good. And I think it still will uh, work out pretty good for the Dolphins and uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle because of Mike McDaniels and designing an offensive schematic uh, to Teddy Bridgewater's strengths, allowing him to be a game manager and basically just get these guys open in the intermediate short um, and the occasional calculated deep throw. That's what they're going to continue to do and then lean on their defense. Their defense is still really good. Um, I had already predicted the Bengals to win last night's game. I'd already felt like the Bengals were shaking off the rust from their very rocky start, and they were going to win last night's game. Whether Tua got injured or not, I definitely felt that they were going to win that that game. And, dude, talk about how cool something cool. Those black and white Bengal stripe or they kind of look like the black and white zebra stripe cards from select those, those case hits that Carter and I talk about those Jamar chase that, that he's always hunting for. Um, and man, those uniforms last night look so cool, man. So cool. So hopefully they grab some pictures from that game and they put that in, in some, uh, 2022 cards. But ultimately I think, uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill's values, uh, they're going to take a little dip. Sure. You know, they're going to take a little dip. And overall, though, I think two will probably be back in a few weeks. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's like I don't think he can take too many more of these concussions. And if he takes them that easily, this could lead to a short career for him. Uh, and if you hadn't sold already, obviously, you're not putting them in auction. The last thing you want to do is put the cards in auction after a player loses like this. Like you don't want to put Justin Herbert cards to auction right now unless it's something incredibly rare and you just need to cash on you want to if you want to maximize the amount of money that you can get for a, a card of a guy that's on a team that just lost uh is down and out injured then you, you put them in a buy now right you don't put it in an auction because yeah you're going to force the sale but you're going to take below market value you're going to take a hit on what you could get for that card so And <laughs> Mark Spelt says the FOMO, the FOMO kills me. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate that, Wayne. The FOMO is a massive driver in the uh, the football card market. Um, and, you know, I had this question from, you know, going back to Tua Joe Burrow, I had this question in my, my Instagram DMs about whether or not Tua's cards would actually eclipse the value of Joe Burrow if he won last night's game. And I do believe they would have. Um, you could see that they were getting there very close here. You know, Joe Burrow's Prism PSA 10 has gotten almost down to $200. You can see the same thing for Justin Herbert, whereas Jalen Hurts is now 150. Two is now a little bit over 100. And I think that they could have eclipsed if they 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 beat the Bengals last night and went 4-0. But obviously, uh, things took a, a turn for the worse there. And, uh, you know, that that may not happen. That may not happen this year. Obviously, Jalen Hurts now has the best chance of doing that. And I think they will continue to win. They get the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday uh, in, in Jacksonville. I love this matchup. I think this is going to be somewhat of a, a come-back-down-to-earth game for the Jacksonville Jaguars after traveling to L.A., Beating the Chargers in their home, you know, they were on an incredible high. The you, you, you can imagine the parties that they were having after that game on the airplane. So 
I think that the Jags are definitely going to be coming off of that. And the Eagles are the absolute real deal at all levels of their defense, all levels of their offense. So absolutely expect him to put a beating on Jacksonville. Uh, and, and maybe Jacksonville hangs in there and makes it somewhat of a close game. But uh, definitely expect the Eagles to once again win this weekend, making them the only undefeated team left in the NFL, 4-0. That's a massive statement. That's a massive statement right now from uh, from the Eagles, from Jalen Hurts. If I look at the actual uh, market intel, Jalen Hurts now leads all play all football players in graded card sold volume in the past week with 544 graded cards sold in the past week, 410 auctions. So you can see uh, Tua, Herbert, and even Burrow still lead him in terms of auctions. But that that's going to that's gonna make sense. Um, people are obviously going to continue to put those cards into auction. That's the way the major consignment shops sell. That's the way a lot of major dealers sell. They don't care about capitalizing necessarily on the hype. Uh, they just know it's early in the season and they want to it's time to move some cards. So you could see this auction kind of continue to go up and up. But as prices go up, the buy it nows just aren't going to continue to climb. I I personally see fewer buy it nows at good prices on eBay. And that's why you don't see as significant of buy it now purchases as you did back in August. You know, um, prices have gone up. Supply has gone down. More cards are being put into auction, which allows you to get better deals in auction. Uh, so, you know, a couple takeaways there in terms of market intel. And I look at uh, Jalen Hurts advanced stats. I'm glad you're in here, Wayne. You were the one who doubted him for so long, man. You guys know I've been talking about Jalen Hurts. I, uh, I went back and Jalen Hurts was my number one quarterback to buy in, in the earlier in the offseason. Um, he's number three right now in the NFL in, in passing yards, man. Passing yards. Let's go. In terms of yards per attempt, number one. He's throwing the ball deep, too, guys. 9.3 yards per attempt. Third best quarterback in the NFL right now in clean pocket completion percentage. Number four in deep ball completion percentage. So number five in QBR, number two in true passer rating. Uh, absolute dominant uh, start to the season for Mr. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Good morning, Roberto. What's good, man? P51, have no clue, man. You're on the wrong channel. I have no clue. I don't even know. I'm sure baseball is like getting close to that playoff time period. Uh, oh, <laughs> football with a star okay yeah that makes more sense it's all we do here man all football cards all day and uh what's what's the best football players to invest in right now well i'll tell you where there's a lot of volatility right now this is one of the the questions that that i definitely want to talk about um and i'll get to that in here in just a minute i did want to touch on sasquatch questions about on-card autos versus Panini authentic autographs. His local shop has a lot of these style of autos in their collection. Uh, and it makes sense. Justin Herbert's a nice guy, man. He has signed a ton of cards for people out there. And there is a lot of Justin Herbert autograph. He's not one of these guys who's stingy with his autograph like Tom Brady is uh, notoriously, I guess, kind of stingy with his autograph from what I've heard and not signed a bunch of stuff like aftermarket like this. So you can see a lot of Justin Herbert uh, autograph card stuff. And what, I, what I've noticed is that they go a little bit lower in value than the uh, the Panini guaranteed autograph for whatever reason. I, I do think if you get one like this, it is imperative that you get it authenticated from PSA or BGS. Excuse me, uh, because you definitely want to be able to prove to someone that that autograph is authentic and it wasn't uh, you spending 10 hours in your basement and and forging a Justin Herbert signature on a card. So definitely want to get it authenticated. That's going to definitely help it out. Uh, if it's not, you, you're going to have a really hard time selling that card. Just just do yourself the service of getting it uh, authenticated and getting it slabbed up 
and uh, just just for that authentication, just to get the uh, the autograph authenticated. But you can see there's quite a few of them. Uh, they don't go for as much, but they definitely add a tremendous amount of value to the card itself. Like this one was September 29th. So this was yesterday auction from Big Boyd in a yellow Sharpie, $532 uh, in an auction. And so if you were to actually look at what Justin Herbert's current uh, base prism PSA 10 is at uh, just over $200 here. So if we were to actually go and like look at Herbert and see what his current chart looks like, go right off the top. So in the past 30 days, you can see the most sold cards and go to Herbert here. Uh, so one of these, yeah, it's an autograph card, which was what was causing the uh, the anomaly here. So we'll get that removed from the chart because overall the current trend for his base prism PSA 10 is $200 and you know, the, the autograph one 532. So it definitely adds like $330 worth of value to the card. And I would say that's going to be pretty consistent across a variety of different sets, whether it was, uh, I think he put up an illusions card in the, uh, in the chat. Yeah. There's an illusions card in the chats that they were asking 369, which seems about fair. I mean, it had the, had the Beckett, uh, Beckett authentication, slab on it so yeah that seems about right man i mean i think it's i think it's really cool that justin herbert signs all these cards for people um definitely just want to get it slabbed up and then sasquatch's other question was when buying into a guy let's start this up from p51 mustang man all right when buying into a guy would you buy multiples of, say, rated rookie optic slash hollow or buy into different sets to diversify more? I'm going to try and stick with rated rookie optic so it's easier for me to follow prices. Well, that's one of the major uh, challenges and variances in football cards is following the price points of all different sets, man. You've got so many different options in football cards that – it is a tremendous amount of work to really pinpoint um, where, you know, certain certain cards should be valued at and where you should buy in it and where you should sell it. So really, it's you have to make some type of generalizations about certain sets. And that's why I do look at the Optic Hollow as a premium uh, short print, not a true short print, but a, uh, a more rare card than the common optic it's also got the chrome finish it's got the silver prism it's one of those in-between cards that has a lot of really good things especially that rated rookie logo and silver prism finish um, and just it's not like there's a big difference between having a base donris that clearly has tens of thousands of cards uh, or, or even a base prism which we know has probably tens of thousands as well and then like the silver prism or the optic hollow, which we know is probably cut in half or something. And it's just got probably a print run closer to uh, a, just a couple thousand, uh, you know, or the silver prism clearly has fewer than the optic hollow, especially from 2020 and uh, 2021 definitely seems that there's more silver prisms. And that's the other thing, man, there's so much 2021 product still making its way through eBay that it's hard to get a good gauge of how that how that product is going to settle out after all the dust settles right right now on on 2021 product it seems like there's more silver prisms than there are optic hollows but i think that people gravitate more towards the optic hollow from 2021 because it seems to have fewer issues in terms of the centering uh and the print issues so I think that more people are gravitating towards that card. It's also got the rated rookie logo and Prism clearly has like created this variation and created uh, additional parallels and created what looks to be like a higher print run even from 2020. So I think that's kind of, um, you know, forced people to transition a little bit as well. And so when we pulled Optic and Optic Hollows have become a little bit more popular even than Prism. I, Love to get you guys' opinion in the in the chat, but um, that's a great card to just like hone in on and target that one card 
So you really understand where price points are at. But look at a guy like even Jalen Waddle, man. Jalen Waddle's optic hollow really hasn't gone to the level that uh, Justin Jefferson got to at the beginning of the season. It just never really broke out from that $20 level. And that's because of the supply and demand. There's so many cards that are still making their way out into the marketplace for 2021 rookies that it's going to be very difficult for this card to really break out in value compared to his rookie ticket auto, which we've seen clearly break out in value, getting well over $100 in most cases, even in the base variation. So whereas his optic auto is still staying at seven five uh, you know five to ten bucks and in my opinion these are good buys because a lot of these that are being purchased right now from ebay are being stashed in people's collection a lot of them aren't making it back to uh, ebay and and being resold a lot of them are being stashed in people's collections uh, and so I think this time next year, you're going to have a much different landscape in terms of supply and demand for a guy like Jalen Waddle or, or any of the 2021. You could look at uh, Devonta Smith after last week's game, explosion game, and and look at what his look at what uh, his optic hollows are doing. And I don't think I'm seeing this. I'm seeing the same exact trend. I mean, yeah, exactly. You have you had you have some additional short print parallels that optic has made which are with the little emojis and and stuff this year but look at uh the just the optic hollow in general still going for only five dollars and this is just a clear indication of the supply just being still really high for 2021 product which uh, a lot of people would in the short term have the perception that it's always going to be this way but if you look at what happened with 2020 it's not always going to be this way. A lot of these cards are going to get stashed in people's collections somewhere and not make it back to eBay. Of course, there's always going to be a supply. It's not like having a, uh, a numbered out of 50 card or a rookie ticket auto with a print run of 150 or one of these uh, case hit optics that have a print run of 50 or something like that, that, you know, at once the this initial supply leaves eBay, then the chances of it surfacing down the road are really rare. And you really have to save that search and they pop up once in a blue moon. Optic hollows are still going to continue to be circulated. They're still going to continue to be a, you know, su a supply, depending on how good the player is, kind of dictates how healthy that supply could be in the future. Um, so, you know, you have that kind of consideration, but that's what we're seeing, man. That's exactly what we're seeing here. I still think these cards are, are good buys, especially when you can get them for just $5, because when I go and look at the, uh, the 2020 athletes and these guys that are really good from 2020, uh, I see massive, appreciation spikes pretty quickly once the supply dwindles disappears uh, and people are looking to get in ultimately there is that sweet spot of getting in and spending you know 30 to 60 dollars on a sunday and uh getting you you know some rookie cards your favorite players to kind of stash in your collection and that's that's really that's a really sweet spot right there Football only, WI, yes sir. Hashtag football only. Yeah, man, we're we're getting we're getting back in the in the groove here. We're uh, I feel like I'm off to a little uh, rocky start. Got to wipe the crust out of my eyes. Got to get back on the airwaves. Got to just get back to it, man. After being in a dungeon for a couple days, what's going on, Joseph? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. He said, what's my thoughts on Panini's new redemption news? Does that kill the prices on selling redemption? What is uh, Panini's new redemption news? I have to Google it. Panini's redemption news. Probably should just probably get a better result on uh, category redemption cards. Uh, currently being processed, we'll post a list. 
probably uh, uh, go to Twitter and get the best updates. Card Twitter is normally on it. Let's see what they got for us. Uh, Panini Redemption. New Panini terms. Here we go. New Panini terms. This is from Card SoCal, September 27th. Appreciate you. Uh, this update here. Let's see what he's got. Okay. We've updated our terms and condition. Any expired redemption is completely void now. If your redemption does not fill in six months, Panini can auto send you a replacement. You have no choice but to accept this replacement. Panini uses its sole discretion to determine the value. If you do not submit a redemption request prior to the expiration date, the redemption card is void and cannot be used. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I would always thought if you got a redemption, and I've only ever bought one redemption, I don't like uh, having to wait four to six months to get the actual card I'm, I'm trying to get and go through that process. Also, why I've never done in my own submission to PSA. That's some serious delayed gratification, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you should submit a redemption right away. If that's the news, I, it makes sense. Uh, I think the redemption market is still going to continue to be go, you know, sell for way less than what the actual cards do just because there's that extra legwork and step you've got to go through to get your card. And then there's that serious delayed uh, gratification. Them replacing a redemption after six months. Yeah, I mean, you could see redemptions go down in value because of this. Uh, well, if they replace it, though, I imagine they're going to replace it with something uh, equivalent, right? I would imagine. But that certainly is interesting. All right, so P5051 Mustang Man 23. What's the best time to buy cards off eBay weekend or during the week? The best format to buy cards off eBay is in auction, definitely. And I would specifically look at Mondays. Um, and I would look at Mondays because they have such a higher amount of cards going to auction. Like if you look at the major consignment shops like DC Sports 87, uh, Probe Steam 123, uh, big Boyd sports cards, uh, these uh, four four sharp corners, these whatever for whatever reason, these big consignment uh, houses are putting so many cards up for auction on Monday. They're putting tens of thousands. So what you have is just a much higher supply. And when you have a much higher supply, like we were talking a, a few minutes ago, you have a demand, even if the demand is high, it cannot equal that same amount of supply. And so the prices will go undervalued. You have a, the best opportunity to get cards undervalued uh, on a Monday in auction. So it's really a matter of being patient, not as patient as waiting four to six months for a redemption and then possibly getting a replacement, but uh, being patient and actually stalking these auctions. Like we, you got a player in mind that you want to get into, and this goes back to Sasquatch's question. What I do is I type in their rookie year and the player's name, and that's it. And then just go to auction ending soonest. So like Mustang Man, one of my favorite buys always has been and will continue to be T Higgins. T Higgins did have a nice little touchdown from last night's game, but T Higgins traditionally goes undervalued compared to Jamar Chase just because he doesn't have that same draft capital and storyline that Jamar Chase has. And uh, Jamar Chase tends to kind of steal that limelight. And uh, much like Devonta Smith on the Philadelphia Eagles, he's a, a 1B to a, a 1A guy on the on the team, whether it's A.J. Brown or Jamar Chase that we're talking about. And so like he definitely is one of my favorite guys. The the Bengals uh, clearly have it together. And, uh, you know, I kind of predicted them to win that game last night um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but uh, and, and Teddy Bridgewater is a fine backup. I wouldn't go out and buy his cards or anything like that, though, because I do think two will make a comeback, even if it is. 
more, more short lived. So, but anyways, I, I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, so if you're, if you're looking at just, uh, just doing a player's name, the you're, you'll find from doing this type of, of research that the best auctions are going to end Monday night. Like if I'm just tar- targeting 2021 T Higgins and looking at what, or 2020 T Higgins, sorry. And looking at what auctions are ending soonest. And of course, there's always going to be stuff. So if you want to get the best deal, ultimately, like auctions ending in the morning, during the week, always great. When If, if you find auctions that are ending on a Wednesday morning uh, that you're, you're typically going to have a lot less competition, any auction ending during the morning, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, during the week, Obviously, Monday night we talked about has a massive amount of auctions ending. Uh, cards like this, I mean, zero zero dollars. I don't know why people will put a card like this up. They just they they're afraid of. They're trying to force a sale, but they're also afraid of taking market value for their card. Uh, but they're they're not going to probably not going to get any bids because this is an absolute auto. Uh, even if it is numbered out of thirty five. Uh, you're not gonna not gonna sell it like that, especially not ending on Friday at 3 p.m. That's one of those cards you just have to put. Same thing with this one. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with with starting your auction out at $200. Just not gonna generate the interest in it when it's already that high. When I know if I'm patient, I can get into that same card in an auction ending Monday. Uh, same or similar. Like I'm not gonna pigeonhole myself into one specific set. I'm if I'm dead set on a player like T. Higgins, for example, I'm going to just search across all the sets and look for commonalities. The commonalities uh, I'm looking for, first and foremost, the autograph, the RC shield, the serial number, the design of the card. So in terms of brand recognition, the top five brands in the hobby for football cards, flawless all the cards are serial numbered. National Treasures, virtually all the cards are serial numbered. Those are the two super primo brands. Right underneath that is Immaculate. That's going to be your number three brand. And then I'm going to look at Contenders, rookie tickets. I'm not looking at base Contenders. There are some very rare serial numbered Contenders cards that are applicable that do have some nice value. But all in all, I'm focused on that rookie ticket auto because that that card just is so liquid and it, and it transcends generations. It's a, it's just one of those cards that is a, a mainstay, a staple in the football card hobby uh, for forever, forever. And it, it goes all the way back, man. So the then contenders, and then my number five is going to be between prism and optic. Um, I'm personally going with the optic there. I'm going to go with the optic auto. And that'll be like the main chase card for me out of that set is going to be the optic. And because that uh, that autograph typically comes with a serial number from um, from optic. And it a lot of times comes with a silver prism finish or another colored parallel finish. So, yeah, really like those. And then for me, it, it would be prism after that if I had to throw in a six. And if you want to throw in like a seven, eight, nine, and 10. And, and then you were talking ca- uh, cards like uh, Origins. Origins has a really nice artistic background with on-card autographs that does well. Uh, select, obviously, the nicer select cards, uh, especially when you're talking 2020 select, definitely want to stick with, you know, the, uh, the serial numbered cards, the autograph cards, and, um, 2021 select has done a little bit different to where you have a little bit more flexibility uh, because they they made some of those they made a lot all of those silver prism short print parallels for like field level and everything are, are all hobby only so the supply is a lot lower and I'm seeing a lot of opportunity right now in the marketplace for that so if I were to look at 2021 select. So this is the other. This is another critical strategy that I use when uh, trying to find the best buys and the best deals. Is I'll correlate my, I'll correlate my hype index. Um, so you know the hype index that I use that I generate that takes into consideration the player's uh, team score, which you know is a factor of their popularity, the hall of uh, their their 
power ranking, the Vegas odds of them making the Super, getting to the Super Bowl, and then the players' age and draft scores. So it's a combination of age and how young they are and how early they were taken in the draft, which kind of dictates that kind of fear of missing out or FOMO. Um, and then a Hall of Fame marker score. What's their probability of making the Hall of Fame? And then looking at what they're expected to do in terms of uh, on-field production and what they've actually done and whether or not their team is winning or losing. So you take all those factors into consideration, uh, score for each one of those, and you get a really good idea of how hyped up a player is, how how well they are moving in the market. Um, and so when I look at, like, uh, for example, you know, understanding that quarterbacks are are going to drive the the market first and foremost, just like they do, you know, in terms of the MVP race uh, every year, you know, we could look at, you know, Lamar Jackson, the most hyped up guy right now, clearly, uh, hands down. I, I don't think there'd be too much argument behind around that. Behind him is Jalen Hurts, uh, Josh Allen. Tua is going to go down because this yellow bar right here is that whole production over expectations plus win-loss record of the team. So after the injury yesterday, um, and the loss, this is going to now go down, and he'll probably fall down a little bit behind Mahomes. Mahomes was higher, but, man, they lost to the Colts this past weekend, so he moved down. Trevor Lawrence has moved up. And so, yeah, if you guys want access to this full, because I also have this in Excel format, so you can see all the scores, and you can filter it out by any of the categories. Uh, you can get that patreon.com slash football cards. So what I'll do is I'll use that to then say, okay, which one of those guys can I get into at the cheapest and also understand where where their cards have come from, where they're at now? So look at uh, Lamar Jackson, for example. The most sold card in the past 30 days is the base Donruss rated rookie PSA 10 in terms of, of graded cards. In a year trend, you know, if I go back to uh, November, October time period last year, that was a $150 card, and we're starting to see it get back there. So I still see a little bit more room for growth in Lamar Jackson's cards. Now, of course, it's important to like kind of look at the upcoming schedule and try and try and forecast, man. Look at the upcoming schedule, try and forecast. So when I'm looking at this weekend schedule, I'm like, okay, the Bills are at the Ravens. This is going to be a tough game, but if there's – a game that can absolutely turn into a shootout, it's going to be this one. So we we get Josh Allen. We know that Josh Allen is putting the, putting that team on on his back, and uh, you know, so it's one of those things where I kind of want to. I would kind of want to set myself up, but Josh Allen is super expensive right now. Uh, so I'd rather buy the Lamar Jackson, and we know Lamar's got. I mean, dude, crazy athletic ability, just like. Josh Allen. So you'd almost want to set yourself up with one of each, but uh, it's hard for me to buy into Josh Allen at the current prices. Uh, he's so expensive. Look at the difference in just the base Donner's PSA 10, man, 130 for the Lamar or 330 for the Josh Allen. And uh, we know we're going to see some fireworks in this game and the Bills offense and how they're able to exploit man coverages and game plan to a specific opponent are likelier than not to find success. The Ravens uh, secondary is not the, the greatest. And the Ravens, also their offensive efficiency is likely to break through in this game as well. So defensive injuries on both sides are not going to make life any easier for each respective defense, uh, particularly Michael Pierce in the secondary in Baltimore and the defensive tackles in secondary in Buffalo. Whereas last week, the Buffalo Miami game had a uh, had you know uh, it it didn't turn into quite the shootout that I think a lot of people were were hoping. Um, this one, this game, definitely has a definitely different feel. Uh, there are fewer paths to ultimate failure here when compared to last week. It almost doesn't matter who eventually asserts control over the game flow and environment as each team is well-suited to dialing up the aggression, meaning the path to failure is a singular outcome of each offense underperforming, which is not likely. So 
you could head your bets, but ultimately what you want to do is buy into Lamar Jackson's uh, and and then you just go on on eBay and see what kind of uh, Lamar Jackson auctions are ending today. And this is like one of those guys because he's a quarterback uh, and his supply is not just right now flooding the market in raw format. Uh, you know, like the 2021 rookies are, then you have a lot um, more confidence in where you're getting in at. You can rely on the charts a lot more. So you look at 2018 Lamar Jackson and just type in that, man. Just type in that and see what you get. And then this is one of those situations where I want to see auction ending soonest. His auctions may... He's, his auctions may go higher right now. Here's one that a guy started off, again, shot himself in the foot, starting this off at $65 and ending at 10.01 a.m. You're better off just putting that in a buy-it-now format for $65 and, and uh, doing it that way. Another one, 120 uh, buy-it-now or, or auction format, so... A lot of these cards, I'm not I'm not going to get into this select one, another one, zero bids. These cards aren't going to sell because nobody's going to buy into them at that that price point. Too high. No, you know, once again, starting the auctions off way too high. Uh, now, here's some one that has one bid, but it's numbered out of 25 autographed, has the RC shield. So you've got. Uh, You've got some of those assets there that people are looking for whenever they're going to pay that kind of money for a card. Uh, here you have one, though, seven bids ending today at 415. Now, here's a card that's definitely going to sell. This was probably one that started out uh, at a low dollar price, unlike, you know, starting out at 450. Uh, not a BGS 9 on a, on a, um, non-color match optic you know color short print parallel it's not going to happen not going to happen at all um you know wishful thinking wishful thinking but he's not quite at that uh josh allen level and even if he was at that josh allen level i'm not sure that would draw in the bids and and get people to uh to bid that thing up and compete on it but but this one yes and and this one uh, we know from looking at the chart for Lamar Jackson, this should close about $200. And that's, I think, what I've seen the trend be for Lamar Jackson's optic. So uh, let's see. Yeah, current trend 187.54. Here's an auction that ended last night for 202.50. Here's an auction that ended uh, Wednesday afternoon for 205. Uh, a couple buy it now for 200. So that's the that's the price point that we're at. And then you look at what Josh Allen and you really kind of now are being forced to go to Josh Allen's graded cards because of the reprint prints and scams out there. Uh, his cards now at 585, 500 in auction on Wednesday. That's a little a little dip there. There's an autograph one that uh, can be ruled out. But 570, 650. You look at the time period on when that was Sunday, 2:46 p.m. So during the game, whenever he's you know making racking up those 660 passing attempts against the Dolphins, uh, ultimately to not get the get the deal done there at the end. But uh, look at Saturday the night before, 6:40, 7:01 Saturday night as well, 6:69 Friday uh, afternoon. And then you get the dip. So Monday, 570, 500 on Wednesday. So you can see how, you know, obviously this card has uh, potential to kind of go back up 585. But it's important to come in here and look at uh, the overall trend from the past year. Want to see where he got up to kind of in the in the playoff time period there, about $500. So Man, he's super hyped up. There is already playoff success baked into these card values, whereas Lamar Jackson, I could actually go back and look at what his cards were at in uh, 2020, like coming into the 2020 season. They were incredibly, incredibly high. Um, so if he gets back and, and Lamar Jackson wins this game this weekend, uh, his cards are going to continue to go up. And he's kind of the guy that I would be – placing my bets on coming down to the wire at the end of the season man this AFC North is going to be an interesting uh, division with the Bengals the 
Ravens and the Browns all kind of being contenders out of that division. So it's exciting. Uh, AFC is stacked. It's loaded. Um, you look at the, the front runners now from the AFC and you've got the Chiefs. You still got to have them up there. Same thing with the Chargers. Like those are guys that I think the Chargers you definitely could buy into a dip on, you know. So like ultimately, I think right now you kind of have to look past some of the standings and the records and you have to look at the guys that um, look at some more of the advanced stats and look at how guys are actually playing uh, compared to what their record is right so justin herbert is a primary example uh they play fast he's got 127 pass attempts so he's throwing the ball a lot um he's getting pretty decent protection he's struggling with the fractured rib cartilage so that's been holding him back but he's already thrown seven passing touchdowns so that's pretty that's pretty good man that ranks uh fifth in the league so fifth in the league behind lamar josh allen mahomes so that's why Lamar is such a buy right now because he, he leads the league in passing touchdowns, but he also leads the league in rushing right now as well. So that's the 2019 Lamar Jackson. That's the guy you want to buy into. But um, Herbert, 70% clean pocket completion percentage. So, you know, looking at uh, that, that's top 15. So overall, I mean, deep ball, 54%. That's going to be pretty much uh, – so let's see, 54%. That's top three in the league. Uh, pressure completion percentage, 51, almost 52%. So that's top 10 in the league. So you look at these metrics across the board. We're seeing a clear dip in Herbert's cards right now. Uh, that's definitely a guy you could stalk in auction if uh, a lot of people are, are you know, letting – you can see a little dip there in his base Donruss, uh, base Mosaic. These are going to be kind of the first ones that, that dip. You know, because they're base cards, they're lesser desirable cards. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to these kind of cards, it really is more about the grade. So if I look at this uh, chart, though, for his base optic now down to 170, why would I but why would I get a, um, a Justin Herbert at 170 when I know the print run is a lot higher in 2020 than 2018? Why don't I not just buy a Lamar for $30 more? So. Ultimately, what this whole experiment or study here has done for me is just reinforced my belief and my stance on buying Lamar Jackson's rookie card. Still, for a second week in a row, he still pretty much looks like the buy of the week right here at 170. I'd also look at uh, Joe Burrow and look at what Joe Burrow's current optics are doing. The percentage change, we know his cards are still down from where they were at. Uh, so let's look, let's pull in the whole year here 195 sales on his optic PSA 10 population of 890 and still at 150. So, okay, so now I think you have a little option here where you could potentially, here is Wednesday night, 122.50. Um, another one, same Wednesday night that went for 150. All right. So I'm seeing some, and let's go back a little bit and see what the lowest one, 110. Let's go back and see what the lowest transactions got down to on Burrow. 210, 200. Okay. So you can see there's still a little bit of a dip from where they were at the beginning of the season here. That definitely presents a, an interesting little buying opportunity there for Burrow. Um, still, still at 150 in auction Wednesday night. That's uh, that's not bad, man. That's not bad. Ultimately, though, you you you're paying a little bit more for uh, Lamar, but I think you're getting uh, I think you're getting a lot more safety kind of you, you're getting a lot more safety and security and uh, a lower supply um, so ultimately I think that's a better play here what's going on perpetually faded man Richard said some players in select only have silver prism in one level would that make them a real short print 
not necessarily. Like Darnell Mooney is a good example of this. He was printed in select, but only in one level. Same thing with if you go back, you could look at Austin Eckler for whatever reason. He was only printed in select in the one level of concourse, and he has the the silver. I I think if you go back right when select was hobby only, that does make them a true short print card. Um, but if you're looking at 2020 select and talking about Darnell Mooney and only being pr printed in the premier select and having a silver, that, that was still a retail card. And so we can still see quite a few of those out there. And the, the value just hasn't ever really taken off on those cards. And it doesn't look like a real short print card that's got, you know, a print run of like 150, 200. I still think that even for a guy like Darnell Mooney from 2020, probably that card probably has a print run somewhere in the, uh, the low thousands. I would, I would guess, or, um, somewhere like maybe 999 or something like that. It's obviously it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, to pinpoint down. Let's see if they have any of these here graded, not, not many graded for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, not many graded. There is they did make the colored parallels for him as well out of that set. Um, but from 2021, now this is a different story because of the short print silver parallels being hobby only. Uh that that could definitely affect things. So that could make them a, a true short print card uh, what what would be what would the way to be able to tell this would be to go over to uh trading card database and see how they classify it so let's see how they they classify the 2021 select cards and let's look for a guy uh let's look for a guy like uh josh palmer is a perfect example let's see because he's a third round draft pick and let's go to Josh Palmer's 21 select on trading card database. Let's see how they classify his short print, or I should say just prism. Let's see how they classify his prism here. Overview. Come on. This thing's moving a little slow. Here we go. All right. So you can see he's got a total of 1,800 different rookie cards. What we want to do is filter. Come in here to the filters. Come on. This thing's moving slow. Exit out of some of these windows. I got too many windows going on. All right. 2021 brands want to do a uh, Panini select or select. There we go. All right. And let's just apply. And see what we get. 172. Wow. For a third round guy, 172 different select cards. So what we'll do is we'll come come in here and and what I'm looking for is the uh, the variation or the uh, short print designation from Trading Card Database to see how they've classified it. So I'm looking at a lot of a lot of serial numbered stuff, uh, copper prism die cuts, the cosmics, cosmics disco. Disco prisms, disco golds out of 10. All right, let me do it. And so what you could also do is control F on your keyboard and see if you have uh, silver. So not on this page, no no silver on that page. So then I'll do page two. We'll do uh, silver. No, no silver on that page. Green prism. RPAs, Jumbo Rookie Swatches, Neon Orange Pulsars, 
Okay, pink, uh, the select pink prism, serial number 9 out of 10, page 3. <laughs> Silver, okay, 1 out of 7. Wait. Silver prism. So how many different silver prisms does he have? Yeah, I guess he's got one from each tier. Would be the it doesn't have a short print designation to it, so maybe they don't, maybe they're not classifying it. Okay. Okay, here's the card on eBay. That's the Concourse Silver. Hmm. So another way you could do this, and it's all it's all an approximation, I guess, to give yourself an idea of that one, yeah, that's that's wonky, man. That is wonky. So, ah, uh, okay, Richard specified this. What I was wondering on twenty twenty one, Khalil Herbert. It's definitely going to make that card a lot more desirable. It's. I'm trying to see if I could pinpoint down. They didn't classify. I've seen them do this, and I would. It would take me too much time to find one. But I've seen them do this to where they classify in here. See how they have these these classifications? Whether it's a serial number, uh, like under the filters, they have these different classifications on here where you can select serial number, autograph, memorabilia. Um, here's the notes. Yeah, serial graph, autograph, memorabilia. Um, let's see. Short, see how where it has SP and SSP and variation. So wildcard search. So this is what I was what I was ultimately looking for. So let me see if I do 2021 all brands SP wildcard search apply. It only pulls up with one card classified with that, which is strange. Rookie ticket swatch autograph from contenders. Now, I wonder if we tried somebody else. Let me try Khalil Herbert. Yeah, he would be a true late round uh, breakout guy. Khalil. Oh, no, I got I to filter down by football here. There we go, Khalil Herbert. All right, so Khalil Herbert, only 894 total, total rookie cards. Maybe if we dial down even to 2021. So he does have a Donner's rate, 893. So if we maybe if we filter, let's see what we get for filter on him. If we just select 2021 and SP down here in the in the wild card search, two cards, contenders. All right, so contenders and contenders. So yeah, so it's not a true SP. I would think that they would classify that card from select as a true sp so if i go to football and type in uh jalen hurts for example go to jalen hurts run the same exercise and we know the true sp is a print run of 150 so 5,000 different cards right now let's do a 2020 with the wild card search here. A lot of different variants there. For, uh, all right, just SP, wild card search, SP, just one. Contenders Optic. Contenders Optic 
rookie ticket auto, whether considering a true SP. So I wonder if it's the rookie ticket autos that have the true SP. What about Trevor Lawrence? See, a lot of cards that we call SP or short print, but it's not a true short print from the manufacturer. If to them, a true short print, maybe it's only the, only in uh, applicable to contenders, um, which is pretty interesting. And, you know, we call stuff short print anything that's just not a base card, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. And it may be my fault <laughs> as the uh, the spokesperson for our, our football card community here um, calling anything that's just not a, a total base card short print, especially ones that have these like color parallels. And I can tell just by looking at the supply on eBay that there's fewer of them. Like anytime I see a card, you know, a base optic that's got hundreds and hundreds of available plus sold, I'm looking at that like, okay, that's a base card. And then I see an optic hollow that has just a lot fewer. Okay, that's a um, that's a short print card. But technically speaking, um, if you go based off trading card databases classifications, and I do uh, hold them in very high regard, uh, the only technically short print technical short print card is. The, the rookie ticket autos from what I'm seeing, even Trevor Lawrence here. So there you go. We both learned something new today. I'm going to have to dig into that further. If you guys know more about that, uh, check, uh, let me leave us a comment, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Anani. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I'm just getting back in the groove, man. I've got some mail to go through here and open up. Um, Perp said, uh, perpetually faded said, that's the way it used to be back before they had inserts of parallels. <laughs> oh, man, Steve. Dude, I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Sorry to hear that, Steve. Yeah, prayers and thoughts out to everybody uh, down in South Florida, East Florida that was affected. Man, man, really feel for you guys. We got we got lucky here and... Uh, mm feel for you guys. So I'm going to get out of here and I've uh, got a lot of things to get done today, but it's been fun hanging out with you guys this morning. My, um, my game of the week, of course, Chiefs at Buccaneers Sunday night. I'm very excited about that game. You know, that's, that's a big game. And of course, I think Jaguars at Eagles is a massive game of the week here uh big big statement for either trevor lawrence or jalen hurts big statement game for one of those guys one of those guys are going to come out of that game a big winner and their cards are going to continue to go up so that's another interesting game to look at uh, kind of hedging your bets on because both guys are super young both guys uh, have a lot of uh future hype spikes built built into them so if you're looking to make some quarterback plays there, look at Jalen Hurts, uh, look at Trevor Lawrence, see what you guys can get into this weekend. Of course, Bills at Ravens, another massive game in terms of shootout probability. Shootout probability, that's got some serious uh, shootout probability to it. I would also say the Seahawks have been playing faster, so them at the Lions should be a fun game. And uh, I'm expecting the Chargers to bounce back against the Texans. Titans at the Colts sounds like a, a grinder to me. Jonathan Taylor probably gets going in this game. Uh, Bears at the Giants sounds pretty gross uh, but with how slow and how little the Bears are passing the ball. Um, I expect it to be more of a run game, Khalil Herbert versus Saquon Barkley type of game. Uh, Jets at Steelers, another kind of – not pretty low scoring type of game there. Um, Zach Wilson making his uh, appearance. So that, hey, the Cardinals at the Panthers. That game is could be interesting. The, the Cardinals have really uh, been pretty bad defensively. And the Panthers 
have really struggled as well. Baker Mayfield has kind of struggled, except for throwing it deep. And uh, Chris McCaffrey finally got going last week. So that's an interesting game right there that has some shootout potential. Uh, Browns at Falcons. I kind of like that one as well. I think that one's got sneaky upside because the Falcons have been playing pretty fast, pretty aggressive. I think Jacoby Brissett's been playing pretty well. So, and I definitely think with their how good their run game is, they put up points, which forces the Falcons to kind of get into that game. Vikings at Saints. We'll see what we get at quarterback for New Orleans. But of course, it looks like we may not have Landry, may not have Michael Thomas. Uh, Kamara may still be affected from his own rib injury. You also may not have Jameis Winston. So, I mean, if you're not buying into Chris Olave, then uh, I don't know what you're doing. That's another like really good buy right now um, in terms of rookie that's just a, a two or three touchdown game waiting in the wings to happen. So Rams at 49ers, that's another really uh, interesting game there. I kind of expect a 49ers they've got really nowhere to go but up after last week's performance against the uh against the broncos man jimmy g's got nowhere to go but up let's put it that way um the broncos are at the raiders this week so there's an afc west battle that uh i'm definitely looking forward to man look try and see if the, these broncos can get going um and you know they, they've won some games but the the rate and the raiders are zero and three so I imagine the Broncos at Raiders. Okay, this game may go under the radar. Maybe this game shoots out big time. Maybe it does because I got to imagine the Raiders are pretty desperate at this point for a win. Not a good start at all for Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and their new head coach, Josh McDaniels. They've got to get on the board, man. So maybe the Raiders really force start forcing the ball down the field, pushing that pretty hard, and uh, that turns into a shootout game. If uh, Russell Wilson responds on the other side, and of course, Cortland Sutton is is his main man there from a usage standpoint. Commanders at Cowboys, eh, uh, not too crazy about that game. Not too crazy about that game. I, I It's another situation where I think Carson Wentz is going to have very little time in the backfield. And those Cowboys uh, defensive front is going to be all over him. So it could end up being a low scoring of, uh, affair. Um, another game kind of dominated from Tony Pollard. Gotta love me some Tony Pollard, man. Guy's got so much more juice in the tank than Zeke. Gotta love it. Uh, I think we we pretty much hit on a little, little uh, give, you, give you guys my little take on all the games coming up this weekend. Uh, I got to... A mail day to record. I got some a lot of mail to open here, and I uh, got a lot of things to get done around the house here today. So, um, you guys enjoy your Friday, enjoy your your weekend. Whoops, didn't mean to to uh, got got the bots coming in here late. Appreciate you, bots. I guess that means you guys are smashing the like button, and we're getting boosted up in the uh, the algorithm there. So, uh, no, not a Cooper Rush guy, not a Jimmy G guy, not a Geno Smith guy. Uh, so give me, give me, uh, you'll see, you'll see. I've got some quarterback rookie cards in the mail day today and uh, been talking about them. So you guys will see. So tune in, tune in there. Been a pleasure hanging out with you guys this morning. Have a great day. Peace.